Hey, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing... <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it's almost Thanksgiving, and then that bummed me out, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Obviously, not not many options for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, I just... I'm hopeful that a decent amount of people stay home, and then that way maybe we could have a Christmas, but it's not looking yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. But who knows? We'll see. How are you? Yeah. Good. I am just with my bubble, but three hours away. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're in the mountains, which is nice. It feels like, I mean, it's obviously much smaller than we would normally do. Not seeing any grandparents or anything, but... Uh, you know, it's still, still nice to, to not be in my apartment, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I met up with a friend earlier and he was saying that his family, they hadn't really talked about if they're going to do Thanksgiving or not. So he called his mom like today or yesterday and was like, are we still going to try to do something for Thanksgiving? Like just their immediate family. And apparently mm-hmm. no one's that excited about it. So he was saying they might just, like, cancel it day of, just, like, on the fly. Be like, yeah, let's just, like, all stay <laughs> home and Zoom or whatever. Yeah, so I get it. Definitely a wonky year. Um, Micah and I, well, Micah's smoking, going to smoke a brisket. And then mm-hmm. I bought stuff to make stuffing, mashed potatoes, uh, I bought a can of cranberry sauce. We bought like oh. au jus mix uh, because mm-hmm. it's brisket. We thought that would be better than a gravy. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're kind of, oh, and then we got biscuits. My family is a big like Hawaiian roll kind of family for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we're basically doing, well, he wanted to smoke a brisket and I don't really care all that much. Then I'm making the <laughs> things that I like out of Thanksgiving plus kind of twisting them. A little bit. I was thinking today maybe I'll make like some Brussels sprouts or something because in thinking of it, I'm like there's literally nothing redeeming as far as uh, you know, our health is concerned. But also, <laughs> eh. Brussels are good. I I think it's so funny how everyone has different things that they like have to have on Thanksgiving. Like you said, Hawaiian rolls. And I'm like, oh, we do crescent rolls. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the only time of the year we eat crescent rolls. Yeah, I don't but... really love like my whole family loves the Hawaiian rolls. I'm not as crazy about them. And so that's why I was like, oh, some biscuits with mashed potatoes. And I think it's also like we're doing a brisket. So that's mm-hmm. obviously already a bit different. So, you know, make it a little yeah. bit more it's, unique. It's just funny. Every time I hear someone else like be like, oh, well, we do cornbread stuffing. I'm like, cornbread stuffing? What? Yeah. Or even a lot of people in the South do mac and cheese for Thanksgiving and we don't at oh, all. It's funny. That is interesting. Uh, yeah, I remember one year, I think it was like maybe right after my sister got married. So I was going through a whole like, oh my God, everything is different. And her anniversary is in <laughs> October too. So it was like pretty recent that they got married. Mm-hmm. And my sister was like, I want Nate, her husband, to make uh, stuffing. And in my head, I started like panicking and I was like, stuffing is like one of my favorite things from Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want that to be taken away you can't from mess me. mess this up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, 
my mom, I mean, her like stuffing recipe is like from a Pepperidge Farm bag. Plus she adds like Jimmy Dean sausage. Like it's not anything crazy. It's just like what I'm mm-hmm. used to and what I like. So yeah, I our stuffing is my dad's grandma's and we're also very particular. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> stuffing is like one of those things where you kind of can't fuck with it. So yeah. I mean, I'm excited. We have had multiple thanksgivings where the weekend before thanksgiving i have been frantically driving around grocery stores trying to find the right brand and bag of bread Mm. it specifically takes pepperidge farm you mentioned white but not farmhouse white and one time i got farmhouse white and you would have thought i was trying to tank the holiday oh my god jesus christ everyone relax (laughs) you know what i was just thinking of it's gonna make you sad so I want you to prep oh, for that. Everything makes me sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's 2020. Uh, uh, that our Thanksgiving episode last year, your recommend was the Bon Appetit. I know. Making Perfect. Oh, God. And that's it's like okay, when I first. It's okay, doing a lot of Thanksgiving content still. Yeah. But it's not the same. No, it's not the same. I mean, Micah has like a Bon Appetit hat that he ordered before all of this. And then he got shortly Uh, after all of this like in the he got it in the mail shortly after all of this and i don't know if he's worn it even once and it's such a cute little hat and it is a cute hat and and (gasps) it used to bring us so much joy it did but hey um i got one of my christmas presents today so that was exciting and it's prominently displayed on our countertop uh, I think uh. Mike is more excited about it than I am. He like, <laughs> we got it. Or so there wasn't like it was in the kitchen. It was KitchenAid mixer and it was in the KitchenAid box, not like in a cardboard box or anything like that. Like, and so mm-hmm. the lady came to drop it off, and Mike just like called out to me, and he was like, "I guess we know what you got for Christmas." Um, and then I called my mom to be like to thank her but then also to be like mm-hmm. lol like they didn't even like wrap it in anything like if someone just like yeah. left that on the doorstep all of the neighbors it was like my know. sound bar yeah exactly <laughs> the first one went mysteriously missing <laughs> yeah um and so then after i got off the phone with my mom michael was like can we open it can we open it like he was so excited to play with it so I think he's we'll like, like, do we have to make it till Christmas Day? I don't want to wait till Christmas Day. Yeah, I was telling him, I was like, we should probably wait till Christmas Day. And he was like, well, I don't think they would have sent it to you so early if you like couldn't use it for Thanksgiving. So I'll probably end up using it. But. Micah, you know what? <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad my mom ordered it when she did because she went to buy another mixer for a friend today. And Costco mm-hmm. is completely sold out. Ooh. Like in every color that they have. So clutch that I Good got one. call, mom. Yeah. Excellent work. Yeah. But how have you been? <sighs> I've been good. I've been like holding on to my sanity by the thinnest thread. Of the... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just feel like everything's crazy. I'm losing my mind all the time and... That's fine, you know, and I guess Pete Davidson's going to play Jimmy Stewart's role in It's a Wonderful Life, and I guess we're just going to move forward with that knowledge. I don't quite understand. (laughs) I don't understand at all. I don't understand at all. Uh, Like I was saying in the text, (laughs) my family tried to watch It's a Wonderful Life when I was younger, 
And we turned mm-hmm. it off probably about like 10, 15 minutes into it because like none of us were vibing with it. So I don't quite <laughs> know the full story, I guess, of like mm-hmm. who Pete Davidson is playing. Uh, but I'm very confused and I'm wondering like, are they going to modernize it? Or like how how they pegged like Pete Davidson as the appropriate person. That's... I- that's what I just can't wrap my mind around is how Pete Davidson fits into this. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't quite know what's going on there. <laughs> I just I guess we'll stay tuned. <laughs> I just can't I can't I can't wrap my mind around any casting scenario where they would be like, okay, and for Jimmy Stewart's old ro- role like a Pete Davidson type. Like I don't I just I just unless it's like are, are they doing like a fully modern version? But yeah. they have to know people will hate that. Because it's like <sighs> it's a wonderful life. Like I mean, it's aged fine, but it's not like something that needs to be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand any decision being made here. Yeah, I feel like my family is obviously in the minority, and it's a very beloved movie. So, it yes. just feels, it it feels like it'd be like remaking The Sound of Music or something, yeah. and then yeah, casting yeah. like I don't P. even Davidson. know <laughs> Pete Davidson machine. Do you think Machine Gun Kelly is going to be in this It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, like if Machine Gun Kelly can play the angel. I understand if you turn the movie off halfway through, you might not understand that reference. But <laughs> it's this is all it's I just can't it can't take that knowledge in. Like I saw that today and I was like, I can't. I can't believe this news. (laughs) I have too much going on in my life. (laughs) What would be the equivalent for someone being cast in Sound of Music? I mean, like, fucking Pete Davidson. (laughs) Like, I just... Why would you cast Pete Davidson? TikTok, maybe? Nothing. uh, Yeah. I I don't know what a famous TikTok person's name is. PewDiePie. (laughs) That's from YouTube. She's, like, the one who hangs out with the Kardashians. Okay, yeah, cool. Great for her. James <laughs> Charles. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a TikToker. Um, he's a YouTuber, right? Okay, well, whatever, Nor. He is a YouTuber. <laughs> I assume they're all on TikTok now. Anyway, this isn't important. Um, I just, like, nothing against Pete Davidson. I do think he's, like, fun in the roles he takes, but he tends to take very Pete Davidson-y roles. Right. And, like, why would you cast Pete Davidson in anything beloved? Also, the other thing, this is what I can't get over, like, and nothing, like, this is going to sound like I'm shading Pete Davidson. I am not because I, I have, you know, I am an anxiety ridden person, but he's like talked publicly about his anxiety. And I feel like that would be exceedingly triggered by playing a, like, beloved Jimmy Stewart role. Oh, yeah. No matter what you do, every, like, there is 50% of the people who see that movie are going to hate you. No matter what you do. Yeah, and I think And I just can't imagine signing up for that. I think that's, I think that's generous to say, like, half the people are going to hate it. That's, like, probably, no. It's, it's, (laughs) I can't imagine. I want to know who else they floated the idea of, like, if, if you're entering Pete Davidson in the mix, and I'm like, hey, they're kind of going for, like, weirdos. Like, was Robert Pattinson considered, but he's, like, That's... too busy with, like, Batman? How would you feel if it was with Robert Pattinson? 
Well, so this is so funny because my friend who really likes Pete Davidson saw my tweet shading Pete Davidson about this role. And she was like, what, did you want it to be? Did you want our Pats to play it or something? And I was like, no, I didn't know this was happening. And I yeah. think it's insane. I just like, <laughs> I don't think that every movie needs to be remade. I agree. Like, just make, I mean, like, I we saw two perfectly enjoyable Pete Davidson movies earlier this year. Yeah. I liked both of them. Yeah, I actually so recommended I just, uh, King of Staten Island to a friend today. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, as for the question, Robert Pattinson, I wouldn't be excited. I'd still be confused. Yeah. But I wouldn't be, like, disdainful because... I've seen Robert Pattinson do more than one thing. And, like, no offense to Pete Davidson, he does his thing very well. But, like, he does his thing, and that's that. Yeah, he plays, like, the self-deprecating stoner. Yeah. And, or, you know, that characters is not on Jimmy SNL. Stewart. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> as... That is not Jimmy Stewart, the banker. No. Who, I don't know. I feel like it has to be some modern version of it, and he, like... You know, it's some like New York, and he like owns a bodega or something. Who's like, it's gonna be directing some this? I don't. I We're literally. Like, I can't. I have not. With this. I haven't opened the <laughs> link to the article because every time I see it, I like get hives. Yeah. I. I mean. <laughs> oh my god! I just typed in Pete Davidson to Wikipedia, and uh, there's a full Wikipedia page called Pete Davidson parentheses song. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't see it on his wiki, so I guess it was just really... Whoa. He is going to be in a movie called The Things They Carried, which is a bunch of short that... stories about soldiers in the Vietnam War. Yeah, I mean, that's like the book. Right, but I didn't know that one they were making that into I didn't a movie know. too. That Pete Davidson was attached. Yeah, I mean, I could. <sighs> what Pete Davidson ages working harder than anyone? Like, how the hell is he getting these roles? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess uh, maybe they're just really trying to like not make him just have like the one shtick. I know, but I feel like they're really taking some big swings to start with. Oh, for sure. I guess, like, playing a side character in the things they carried could be, like, a Harry Styles-esque turn from Dunkirk. Right. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> but I don't know. playing Jimmy Stewart's... I mean, I'll just never get over it. Like, I... I don't know. I just feel like today's just been a real day of cursed movies because <laughs> Hillbilly Elegy came out... Like, I can't, every time I logged on to Netflix and Glenn Close was just staring at me and I'm like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not watching that movie. I know our number one awards correspondent, Bryce, is watching it, like, as we speak, but Mm -hmm. I I just... In media res, Bryce is watching Hillbilly Elegy. I will watch it so that when I talk shit about Glenn this season, everyone will know that at least I watched it. But, like, to be fair, Glenn, like earn it you know and like ugh, just a ron howard hillbilly elegy like it just like ugh, pisses me off honestly it's just so transparent and it's so embarrassing and i i can't i ugh. in any other year maybe it would be entertaining for me and now i'm just annoyed that it exists okay because there are only so many movies 
that are like <laughs> getting buzz and we're wasting all this time and energy on hillbilly allergy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. But hold on. I want to bring us back around. I'm getting some clarity from the New York Post on okay. Pete Davidson in It's a Wonderful Life. And that's yeah. that number one, Maude Apatow is involved. She okay. will be playing the character of Violet Bick. But it's okay. a one night only live virtual table read. And it's a live No. Yeah, it's a live stream on Sunday, December thirteenth. Uh, Mia Farrow, Ellie Kemper, Bill Pullman, Richard Kind, Carol Kane, Ed Bagley Jr. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I did this Bader, whole thing. This is like F. not a big deal Wong, at all. <laughs> and Michael Shannon. Oh, uh so okay. So we don't need to freak out as much as we were. And I'm so happy we spent 15 minutes talking about this uh, and how confused we were. So, um, you know, proves that it's always good to read articles. Uh, but yeah, it's a non or it's a, a charity event. And it's for the Ed Asner Family Center, which is dedicated to promoting mental health and enrichment programs for special needs children and their families. Any other uh, exciting news that you've read? Any castings that maybe are a little more serious exciting than this one? Castings. No, I mean I feel like the like other big thing that we like need to talk about is, I mean I think we all knew that like there was a lot of movies that were still kind of slated to come out, but since they announced that Wonder Woman will be doing day and day online release yeah. as well as theaters, like that's crazy. Yes, I'm. HBO, right? I think it's going to be on yeah. HBO. I'm curious, like, how that all worked out and how much HBO paid to have it on its service. Uh, yeah, because I don't remember the exact number, but I know Bond was, like, bidding out for, like, some fucking ridiculous amount. Like, oh, if you give us, like, I mean, I think it was, like, ridiculous. I think it was, like, $40 million or something. Wow. <laughs> like, you can get Bond on... Uh, I can't remember. Don't hold me to that. But I remember reading it and being like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I I wonder, like, I, I would have to look it up, but, like, how worldwide numbers were for Wonder Woman. Because I saw today, like, I mean, it's getting released in theaters in a lot of other countries that have things, you know, a lot more put together than we right. do. So I, you know, I mean, I guess you can't hold things forever, but I don't know. I know. And then Soul was going to get released in theaters on Thanksgiving, but I think now that's going straight to Disney Plus, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I hadn't seen that. I mean, I like about Wonder Woman. I like I'm not I well, regardless, I wasn't going to rush to the theaters to go watch it. I mean, if it was Mm -hmm. normal circumstances, I probably would have got tickets to see it on opening day or at least opening weekend. Duh. But Chris Pine in a fanny pack. Hello. (laughs) But now I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I I probably am not going to go to the movie theaters to see it, which is a bit of a bummer. I mean, who knows? We've we well, we just saw Mank on Friday. Uh, which we'll talk about in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And so I have been trying to go to the movie theaters oh, for things that I deem important and also just as a way to kind of help the movie theater themselves. 
But, like, I just don't know if Wonder Woman is that kind of a movie for me where I'm, like, I must. Uh, I mean, as as someone who hasn't seen Tenet still, yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I do. I probably wouldn't have gone to the theater to see Mank here knowing that it's coming out. I mean, it's just we've been put in an impossible situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, well, so we saw Chicago, the trial of the Chicago 7, and it was, like, two weeks before its Netflix release. And then, yeah, we saw Mank, I guess, about two weeks before. Uh, it was, it's a Netflix as well, right? That's getting Mank. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but like, trial of Chicago 7 and Mank were always going to be on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's crazy. I mean, Wonder Woman, like, that's a lot of money they're actively saying. Okay, I guess we won't take this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how the deal was worked out with HBO. But Yeah. We'll see. I mean, part of why I wanted to see Mank in theaters was cuz I was like I think visually it will be better to see it on a mm-hmm. on a big screen. Also, um Micah's big 9-inch nails fan, so I thought like the Trent Reznor score would be more Both fun. Both you guys are like big Citizen Kane fans from long way back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't have that much of like an emotional attachment to Wonder Woman. Also, I don't think mm-hmm. this Wonder Woman looks very good. Like, I actively do not like the Kristen Wiig uh, like character situation. I don't think I've seen a trailer. Oh, it like doesn't like, look I just, very good I, if you ask me. I mean, like, is I Chris feel very absolute. I remember. Yes. Does the trailer look yes. good? Absolutely not. The whole Chris and Wig part of it I is rem- like too much. I don't think it looks good. I don't think she'll be able to pull it off. Right, but you also don't. You don't love Chris and Wig. You only like her in Skeleton Twins. That's not true. I don't mind her. I just don't like the movie Bridesmaids. Right, but I feel like you've definitely. I mean. Well, you did love Anchorman, too. I forgot about that. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think I've seen <laughs> just her enough kidding. things. I just, you should watch the trailer and let me know what you think about. I'll watch the trailer. The Kristen. I just. I have I, like a really, I really liked the first one. So I'm, I don't know. Yeah. But do you think Kristen I I Wiig has it. the chops to be like the number one villain in this movie? I don't know. I haven't seen the trailer. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying is I don't think <laughs> don't that she has Don't bully it. me. <laughs> Call um, me I, I did. <laughs> Wonder Woman is something that I drug my family to on a vacation. We were in Maine and I found like a local movie theater mm-hmm. because Wonder Woman was opening that weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't be the only fool who hasn't seen Wonder Woman. And they're like, we are on a lovely Bar Harbor vacation. And I'm like, buy these tickets. <laughs> yeah. I saw it, I think, by myself, and then I took my dad to see it with me because I was like, I was, I, I think it was a summer release, right? So I was home probably just like visiting my parents, and I was like, Dad, I think you would like this movie, and yeah, we saw it. But if you want to spark joy, the blank check episode uh, where they talk about Wonder Woman is really great. Mm, I probably listened to it because I've, mm-hmm. I've listened to most of the blank checks that I've of the movies I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, also, who knows? I At this point, I'm not confident that I'll be traveling home for the holidays. So I might be looking for things to do to get out of the house, albeit for two hours to sit in a movie theater with my mask on the entire time. Like, who knows? But 
We live in hell. I, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I, I, I like need these little things to do. And I mean, that was why part of why we both like would go to the movies is like we both enjoy going to movies, yeah. but it also gets you out of the house mm-hmm. and. I always used to joke with people about like how I love going to the movies, especially during the summer, because it's like, oh, you mean I get to leave the house and I'm not forced to be social and I get to sit in an air conditioned room and just like watch movies. And that's like a socially acceptable thing to do. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah. There is like, I mean, there's a very real chance this is the longest period in potentially my lifetime. I haven't been to the movies. Yeah. (laughs) Well, probably not to be dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I agree. I mean, I showed you guys. Well, so, yeah, Micah and I I I went went to the drive in, but it doesn't count. Yeah, we went to. Would you see Wonder Woman at the drive in if they did that? Oh, hell yeah. I'd see everything at the drive in. And now that it's not the festival, like the prices are very reasonable. I dragged people to see Freaky at the drive in. I don't care about Freaky. That was like the number one didn't like horror movies. Yes, because it was the only yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, Jason Blum's like, another one for me. Uh, he's yes. the only only filmmaker producer that is thriving in quarantine, right. I think. Right. I mean, it is. I mean, I, I I just don't think we've all reckoned with the fact that we're going to, it's going to be the end of the year. And like the number one and two movies of the year are Bad Boys for Life and Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my God. At least I haven't reckoned. Well, yeah, it was like I, I was looking at my Alamo Draft House app because I hadn't been to that South Lamar location and see it felt like so long. And I looked it up and right before things shut down, Mike and I went to go see Extraordinary. And then mm-hmm. right like a couple days before that, I had seen um, The Invisible Man. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the. Um, yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth that was right Moss. before so yeah it's just wild i did i remember i can't remember if it was i think it was call the wild because i know it was something ridiculous like that last weekend i saw call the wild the way back and invisible man and i always wanted i always want the invisible man to have been the last one but it wasn't imagine (laughs) if it was emma do you think i wonder i know it was almost i would love it if emma would get a little bit of awards buzz i know i mean this is like such a weird season i mean Emma will have been out for way over a year, basically, before the Oscars even occurred. Yeah, I saw an article recently, and it was, uh, I guess, an interview with Anya Taylor-Joy. and mm-hmm. She's getting a lot of heat from the Queens, Emma. Yeah, and she was saying how, like, she doesn't find herself attractive, and that when she signed on to do Emma, she, like, got all upset because she was like, I'm the, I'll be, like, the first unattractive Emma. But then she also, like, oh recognized God. in the article, <laughs> or, like, she was, like, yeah. my boyfriend, like, told me that I shouldn't, like, not complain, but she was basically, like, my boyfriend warned me that if I said this kind of stuff, you guys would think I'm an asshole, which made me kind of, like, her <laughs> yeah. more, so. Yeah. I mean, I do think she's weird looking, but she's striking, but she's definitely could be the type of person who, like, grew up being, like, no, my eyes are too far apart, Did you? and blah, 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 and you're like, fuck you. I saw a meme, and it was, like, if... I saw it, too. Oh, <laughs> no, I already know what you're saying. 
if she had a child a child with uh what's his face whose eyes are so close together Melling. yeah that their kid would have eyes like the correct distance apart i think she looks like a little deer like a little bambi she does great eyes I yeah. remember that from Thoroughbreds. I remember leaving Thoroughbreds and being like, she's got a freaky face. Yeah. Or, but like in a good way. In a good way for cinema. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Split. Split. Yeah. She doesn't say much in Split until the end. Yeah. Big eyes. Yeah. I really liked Thoroughbreds. I thought that movie was fun. Me too. We stand Anton Yelkin too. Yeah, R.I.P. I I actually haven't RIP. seen his uh, documentary, and I always wanted to, but I like struggled I so yet. hard to find it online. I should see if it's finally online I know. yet for streaming. I'm also bitter because anything that was supposed to be at South by, I like feel like I have some sort of ownership over. Yeah, <laughs> but then I we didn't get to see it, so it's not. Really I know. Fair. I think Mike is probably he gets really annoyed, but he's quite patient with me, and so anytime we do go to the movies and we see a trailer, I'll be like. Megan and I were supposed to see that at South by and or like he's like <laughs> he's like well you did it no he doesn't um but so yeah every time we see the trailer for promising young woman I'm always like oh my god oh my god I'm so excited for this this is like ASMR uh and then I'll be like Megan and I were supposed to see this at South by uh we really think Bo Burnham is a great talent <laughs> But also, but also, like, before all of this, like, anytime we saw a trailer for anything that we did see at South By, I'd be like, Meg and I saw this at South By. Oh, my God. Uh, so I, he's, he's that pretty is, used It's to not it. the reason I go to South By, but I do, like, I, I, I get a jolt to the heart every time someone's like, oh, you've seen it? And I'm like, yeah, it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I hate myself, but I can't stop myself from saying Imagine it. <laughs> being me last year and having like, people being like, oh, like I, I like, I, or even like it happened this year when we went to Montana, Micah's friend like brought up the lighthouse and he was like, oh, mm-hmm. have you seen that? And I'm like, yeah. And I, I don't, I, I, I would, I tried, like I, <laughs> I try to not be like a total. You do the thing where you're it. like, I went to school and I went to school in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, I went to school in Boston. I was about to call out Steph for that yeah. bullshit, but it's like, oh mm, yeah, I saw it in France. I saw it at Cannes. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, what a good can though. Honestly, I, always, I you know, whenever things come out and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, it's so good. You're like, how have you seen it? I'm like, oh, is that the premiere? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It I'm was just Olivia kidding. Wilde's birthday. We sang to her. Oh my God. We haven't birthday. even talked about Olivia we Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. And he was, and Will mom Forte. is so upset. Really? She stands? Jeannie. Yes. Jeannie stands because Jeannie loves Ted Lasso, a show that I have recommended on this podcast and is a delight and Jeannie's like I'm so sad about Ted Lasso and his wife and she only calls him Ted Lasso I don't think she knows his real name that's hilarious but also they're not married so yeah well no that's the thing she's like if she keeps calling him his wife and then I'm like partner and she's like right the mother to his children I'm like you can just say partner (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh I actually I just got a new phone so now I have a year of Apple TV so I think my Thanksgiving might involve me starting a bunch of Apple TV shows oh my gosh I love this for you I have two favorites I'll tell you right now okay great let's hear it (laughs) um I forget what the second one's called but obviously number one is Ted Lasso and number two is (sighs) Mythic Quest oh yeah yeah yeah. The... the one the one with Rob McElhaney and like 
I know that doesn't seem like something you'd enjoy, but it's like pretty cute and entertaining. Yeah, Dak Shepard was talking, or brought it up. Well, so Rob came back on Armchair Expert to talk about it, and then Dax brought it up in they a were so recent horny for episode each other. about how, like, <laughs> I guess there was a scene where Rob, like, throws everything off of his desk, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Dax, like, basically, like, brought it up to Rob, like, I'm guessing, like, you are in charge or directing or in charge of that scene because like he knows that rob has this like insane attention to detail where like every single piece like when they reset the scene everything went back to the exact piece because like sometimes you're watching a movie and you're like <laughs> no like the handle of the cup was the, the other way or whatever yeah. <laughs> so apparently uh yeah that was rob McElhenney's doing to try to basically i think it was supposed to be like a flex where it was like you know we can toss everything off the desk and reset and it's going to be fine and no one's even going to notice but yeah yeah i'm uh i'm excited to watch some new content we've been watching a ton of the west wing around here so mm-hmm. the opposite of new content <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, and then one more thing that I think we should probably bring up is that the Grammys nominations were announced today. Yes. And so... do And if things go to plan... <laughs> things go into plan, we're going to have our awards co- correspondent, Bryce, mm-hmm. provide us uh, some, some, inf- or some opinions on it. But before mm-hmm. we get to that, do you have any opinions? So... I will just obviously defer to whatever Bryce says. Like, yes, I agree. What an expert. There's a reason we have a correspondent. I am not well versed in this enough to speak intelligently on it. What I do know is that I thought Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutter would have been a lock for best album, right? Yeah. Is this a scandal? Uh, I saw a lot of people online saying that she was robbed. So, okay. Uh, well, I, well I think the biggest snub is the weekend. And then before okay. we got on to record, I was seeing a lot of things that was basically saying that uh, obviously all these award shows, there's a certain level of politics involved. And because the weekend is performing at the halftime show for the Super Bowl, he's mm. not allowed to perf- like I guess the Super Bowl must have like some sort of like contractual block probably because they mm-hmm. like they want people to come to see the halftime show if they're like, oh, we saw him perform yeah. last week on the Grammys right people don't have a lot of incentive to tune in so, Apparently, he's maybe not allowed contractually to perform at the Grammys. And because of that, I guess the Grammys tend to like to uh, have nominees perform, obviously, probably for viewership. But that's what people are speculating as what might be part of the reason why The weekend was snubbed. But that said, I mean, that's like insane. I mean... Yeah. In a year where there Seriously, like you fucking like really that's what we're being petty well, about it, in twenty twenty. Well, it's also like <laughs> I 
I mean, we were talking, Bryce like texted us the other day and was like, oh, you know, Grammy nominations this week. And I'm like, I just haven't really even been listening to that much music. I, I don't really know what I'm mm-hmm. doing with my fucking time because I'm not watching many movies. I'm not watching mm-hmm. a ton of TV. I mean, like I text you pretty much every other day with like one thought about Max or Dash and Lily that I'm like slowly yes. creeping through. I can't believe how slowly you're watching Dash. And I watch Lily. Like, like one honestly, episode a it's day. It's really insane to me. <laughs> you texted me something today, and I was like, "What is she talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, she's still watching Dash and Lily, and she's like not near the end yet." No, not at all. Like maybe halfway through. But and so I started like listening to some of the artists that Bryce was was saying like who he thought might be locks and like he even said he thought the weekend was gonna be a lock and if you think about it like over the summer how many goddamn like TikTok Instagram videos did you see of people dancing to the weekend like for a year where we didn't. I wouldn't say like we had a traditional summer, therefore there wasn't a traditional like song of the summer. Mm-hmm. I would say the weekend's mm-hmm. song was it Blinding Lights. I would say that was probably yeah. the song of the summer. And so it's wild right. that completely blocked out of any Grammy nom. It is wild. That's insane. Yeah. I mean it was like we all and knew that like what Taylor's- a great performance last year in Uncut Gems. Yeah. Like we all knew that Taylor Swift was gonna get noms for folklore and i think that is well deserved Mm -hmm. and i think that record it like grows on me every time i've been like in a real folklore vibe but i think that's also because Mm -hmm. it's like cardigan weather um that said we all knew that i was gonna say like seasonal affective disorder (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think it just i was gonna ask the other thing is i haven't seen a ton for chloe hallie yeah i thought that i thought there'd be a little more for that, but maybe I just didn't get deep in the noms enough. Yeah, uh, I know they got some because I saw Bryce post about it. So um, oh, I will end Bryce. with saying that Legend. I guess Justin Bieber is a little pissed off because he got a, <laughs> I think maybe like pop. Don't you submit your own album into the category? Am I wrong? I, I assume so. So I'm like, maybe this is <laughs> That's how it works manage- for the Oscars, at least. I mean, maybe... It, <laughs> you have to choose what you're running for. <laughs> maybe they, like, you can submit it to more than one. I don't know. But for, like... It's just, like... Dude, just say fucking thank you. Like, if you're not okay yeah. with it, don't show up. Like, it's just kind of such a slap yeah. in the face <laughs> to, like, throw a hissy fit no, and is. be like, my, uh, my intention was to make an R&B album. And you especially see when pop. like his new brand is like all about gratefulness, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but yeah, actually, I I need to take a finer look at the nominees. Like, see if John Legend. I'm sure John Legend got some. I liked his record that came out this year, but otherwise, I mean, I mm-hmm. listened to. Uh, you liked Sam Smith. I listened to Sam Smith a couple times, and I liked that one. Um, I listened to the Ariana Grande one and thought that it was like a massive snooze fest. And I like I, I just feel like Ariana Grande just kind of like it's going to sound ridiculous. I feel like she rests on her laurels of having a really good voice, which. On Mm -hmm. one hand, you should be able to do because she has an incredible voice. On the other hand, I don't know. More exciting music would be preferred for me. I will say, I mean, no, this is just going to make me sound 
awful. Great. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, I will say, like, a lot of the times, like, some of her most popular songs are, like, just like the ones that are just, like, a little more exciting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she just has a ton that are just middle yeah, road. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah. um, I think the only album I've listened to, you know, for the past, like, eight weeks, other than uh, various music and television scores is American Utopia, mm. which I think got nominated for Broadway, technically. Yeah. Even though it just works as a real album, I really think. Because it's less of, like, a Broadway. Like, it's not like a musical. It's more like, I don't know, like a show. That reminds me that Bryce also said that Taylor Swift got a nom for Cats, which I think is insane. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to start shit with me. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to bring up cats. You can tell. You're looking at my face. You see how tired I am. <laughs> you see what a long day I've had. You know that I'm. This is taking all my energy to do this recording, and you come to the house expecting me to talk about cats. Okay, fine. Taylor Swift deserved her nomination, and cats should win every award. I mean, what am I supposed oh to God. say? Okay, well, let's just leave it at that. And okay, let's wrap we'll, that. We'll up defer then. to uh, Bryce and and his. Very lovely thoughts on the Grammys. So here we will track him down. Hey guys, it's on the Downloads Award correspondent Bryce Pascal here to bring you the latest on this year's Grammy nominations. Queen Bee herself led the pack with nine nominations, followed by Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, and Roddy Rich with six each. Also, can I just say Beyonce uh, did not even release a proper album and got nine for her song and work uh, on Black as King. Uh, which is still streaming on uh, Disney+. Plus. Taylor and Dua both got in for album and song, with Dua also uh, getting that nomination for uh, record. This is the first time Dua is getting in the major categories after winning two last year, including Best Dance Recording and Best New Artist. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to see a Best New Artist win come back with a sophomore album as big as Future Nostalgia uh, to get her those six nominations. So uh, I'm happy she didn't succumb to that uh, Best New Artist curse. Speaking of the Best New Artist, um, there were some that I knew would appear. So Megan The Stallion, uh, Doja Cat, uh, both of those rappers scoring a number one song this year uh, with Beyonce and Nicki Minaj on those collabs. Uh, some of the other Best New Artists include Phoebe Bridges, and uh, Ingress Andrus, which Phoebe's uh, Punisher was technically her second album. Uh, again, I never know how they do these best new artists. But another fun surprise was Chica, um, which if you have not seen her NPR Tiny Desk concert, definitely look that up. I'm very happy to see her in the best new artist category. The pop categories include Bieber, uh, Lady Gaga, Dua Lipa, Harry Styles, and Taylor Swift, which makes this the first time Harry Styles has been nominated for a Grammy, uh, first member of One Direction. Uh, he has a total of three this year, including Best new, uh, best Music Video. Lady Gaga and Ariana's Rain On Me, with Taylor Swift's and Bon Iver's uh, Exile, both made it into the pop duo group performance, along with a first nomination for k-pop group bts congratulations to them so the rock category uh was full of uh in the words of the great sir sharonin uh women with the likes of fiona apple phoebe bridges and uh Hayam. all uh nominations in that rock performance happened to be women 
And for our movie lovers, Renee Zellweger got in uh, for traditional pop vocal album on her work on Judy. And Taylor got a nomination for Beautiful Ghost, which she uh, wrote for Cats, uh, which she did not receive an Oscar nomination for. Um, so it was interesting. I thought we were done with Cats, but uh, here we are. Billie Eilish's Bond theme also got in with songs from Frozen 2, Onward, and Harriet. Uh, Billie Eilish is, uh, gets that nomination for a Grammy before we've even got a chance to see the movie. So, thanks to COVID. Uh, maybe we'll see that before the Grammys. Who knows? Uh, even acting legend Meryl Streep got in for Best Spoken Word Album. Will this be the year she gets her Grammy on her way to EGOT? I guess we'll find out. The biggest snubs this year include The Weeknd and The Chicks being completely shut out. Uh, I was also surprised uh, not to see Fetch the Bolt Cutters in Album of the Year uh, after its critic acclaim. So a couple of these celebrities did take to social media to talk about the snubs, with The Weeknd posting, The Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. Even Justin Bieber uh, posted on Instagram that he felt his nom should have been in the R&B, uh, not pop categories, uh, which to I say, you know, just be grateful you got that nom for that mediocre album. Nicki Minaj also called out the Grammys for not giving her that Best New Artist uh, award over Bon Iver uh, that year. I do agree Nicki Minaj should have a Grammy already for many of the hits that she has produced. Uh, Best New Artist, not so sure. Uh, guess we will find out who takes home the gold when the Grammys, hosted by Trevor Noah, Noah uh, air on CBS January 31st, 2021. Oh, so should we talk about now what we came here to talk about, you know, 40 minutes in? I can't believe, uh, as always, I went into this going, this might be a quick one. And as always, uh I have talked way too much and yammered on about shit that doesn't matter. Uh, and especially because we got wants. so worked up over and discussed how Pete Davidson could have been cast as something when could, he absolutely... For a, <laughs> a charity table read. <laughs> Fuck me, Nora. I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is like... I mean, honestly, and leave all of this in because I deserve to learn this lesson. If you're too much of a little bitch to open the tab, Megan, and read the news, then you deserve to look like a dumbass for 15 minutes on your own podcast. That's right. And you know what? That's growth, and I'm okay, okay. with it. And it won't happen again. Sorry, Pete Davidson, although I still think this is kind of just a weird casting. Anyway, can Okay, you- <laughs> so we both watched... What is it? The title's so long. The, the personal, personal history. history of David Copperfield. Yes. And what'd you think? Yes. I liked it a lot. Did you? I mean, this was like a movie made for me. Oh, I thought it was so, like, boring. <laughs> Did you really? I can, I can see yeah. that. I just love, I mean, I, a flaw of mine is that um, when Dev Pi- when Dev Patel smiles and runs joyously through a house, uh, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, cinema. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is all I want to watch ever. I think Dev was <laughs> fine in it. I just, like, found the... I thought... I think guess I thought it was going to be, like, more quirky and funny. And more it, Armando Iannucci. Yeah. And then I was just kind of, like... I was disappointed, and then Micah started making cookies then i was like distracted by the smell of brown yeah, butter those cookies sounded bomb too <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i just like i found it to be just kind of boring 
and just like not as like funny and quirky as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I feel like, you know what's happening right here? It's a reverse Jojo Rabbit. It's absolutely reverse Jojo oh. Rabbit because you went in with different expectations yeah. and you're unhappy because you're like, oh, something like the death of Stalin would be great. And I was like, oh, it's rated PG and Dev Patel's in it. Okay, amazing. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I won't be disappointed. But then the other thing is I totally do this thing where I set myself up and I'm like, it is a British movie with <laughs> with all these great British actors and Dev Patel being adorable. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I need right now is just one fucking ounce of serotonin. And I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I think I was just like, oh, my God, I'm paying $6 for this movie. I hope it's good. I mean, given the... Given everyone who's involved, I mean, especially like Hugh Laurie can be pretty funny and quirky, which I did. I did like mm-hmm. their bond that they had in the movie. I yes. just like felt myself getting really easily distracted, and right. Uh, cute well, you baby had other things Patel, going on. There were cookies being made. I mean, it made me think of the light. Li- what do we love? I was gonna say, what do we love? Dev Patel in a movie, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. Like when it starts, because uh, I'll give a brief yeah, synopsis of David Copperfield, the very, very, very well-known book, arguably Dickens's masterpiece. I'm sure no one knows what this is about. I would uh, say I'd never <laughs> read it before. Uh, okay, <laughs> I mean that's fair. But anyway, <laughs> so um, uh, it's basically the story of like it's like rags to riches to rags to riches, back and forth and back and forth of. Uh, David Copperfield through his life from childhood through adulthood and uh, you know it kind of culminates in the movie of him you know writing and then reading his life story Mm -hmm. publicly but I love it starts with him like starting the reading and then he kind of like walks back through his young life and I was like oh this is so exciting to see Dev Patel in scenes with Minnie Dev Patel yeah Uh, I at one point so Micah started watching it with me before he started making the aforementioned cookies and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm so excited for Dev Patel to show up in this movie not because I like looking at him because I like feel so badly for this little boy like I like want him to grow up and not be like being beaten by a stepdad yeah god that stressed me out so much I was like this movie's PG that that guy was a real (laughs) that guy was a real like off-brand Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> Old man. I just kept thinking about Henry Cavill and Enola Holmes or whatever. But uh, it is PG. I do love the scene where, like, the kid pops down and then he pops back up and it's grown Dev Patel. I'm just, like, so fucking thrilled to see grown Dev Patel. I had, like, a visceral flashback to in Lion when he comes out of the ocean. And you're like, finally, grown Dev Patel is here. Yeah, I also <laughs> think they did a good job of, um, like, showing him or I guess maybe he did a good job of like showing himself age throughout the movie because when the, he mm-hmm. first shows up, he does seem like a teen and then he matures mm-hmm. along the movie. And obviously right. that his like mannerisms and whatnot changed with that, which I think is good. And I do right. think like it was, it was a movie where Dev Patel could be a little bit more goofy than I think we normally see him mm-hmm. in, which was cute. Like when he mm-hmm. would mimic people, um yeah or speak as the dog when he when he was trying to propose to her through the dog i was like this is so painful (laughs) don't stop ever marry me i say yes please marry me (laughs) yeah i don't know i I guess maybe it was like a reverse jojo rabbit situation where i was just expecting more um who was i someone i was talking to over the weekend was like have you seen jojo rabbit and i was like yeah of course obviously 
Uh, I loved it. <laughs> have you literally met me? No, seriously, have you ever met me? <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, not to just, you know, put us on blast, but I was talking to my friend earlier who's watching a shitty movie and I was like, oh yeah, I might have to watch, um, like <laughs> Hillbilly Elegy tonight. And they were like, for the podcast? And I said, no, just some sick personal obligation. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why I do you, <laughs> I'm not going to make you watch it for the podcast, surely. No. You know, just because I don't want to watch it for the podcast. So Right. Also, nor there are things that we argue about uh, where, you know, one of us wants to watch the, wants to watch, watch, one of us wants the other to watch something. But I think we can come together and agree that Hillbilly Elegy no one needs to make that a priority plus we already have something fun on the schedule for next week so suck it glenn close oh my god did you see the video glenn close we don't need you see the video of her calling out goop oh my god i haven't watched it yet but i keep scrolling past and people be like omg she doesn't give a fuck yeah i love it uh okay so I like Glenn Close, and I think she has had roles that have earned an Oscar, but I don't think that means you should just win off some Ron Howard bullshit. I know I haven't seen it yet. It's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that that's fair. Um, so do you have any other thoughts about David Copperfield? Because <laughs> I've kind of exhausted I honestly, all I just <laughs> That's fine. I, I, I think I thought it was like a delight. I thought, um, like, I, I loved all this stuff in the little boat and like... Uh, I don't know. Just like Tilda Swinton was funny. Yeah. But like, to me, like uh, Hugh Laurie was my favorite. To me, Tilda Swinton I mean, always Tell, plays obviously. like that kind of character, though. So like that was I mean, besides like, you know, from your favorite movie, Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Uh, um, hello, Noriega. The my favorite movie, <laughs> Prince Caspian. Narnia, Prince Caspian, which she does have a minor cameo in as a mirage in a glass mirror. Thank you very yeah, much. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I just feel like she always kind of plays that role. So, like her being like the kooky aunt was it really anything like new and exciting for me. Like I said, I liked Hugh I mean, Laurie. That, I, I would argue that's a little different from her three roles in Suspiria, but Fair. I guess. If you want to argue semantics, we don't, we, we can. <laughs> okay, fair. Suspiria, yeah, definite, definite outlier. Oh my God. Uh, okay, that's, I, I guess I was thinking of a, like. A bigger splash. I would totally watch that today. <laughs> like the dead don't die and like any of those kind of like weird oh my movies. God. I absolutely completely forgot about the dead don't die. That movie washed over me like a shower and is dead. <laughs> What about Adam Driver showing Adam up Driver's in his, hot. that little little car? That I mean, that meme that I I mean, you know, I say a lot of the time I think about that a lot. I don't think about that as much as you would think I yeah. would. Um it's been a while since I've thought about Adam Driver pulling up in the little car. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I love any any time that they like make a joke or call attention to the Adam Adam Driver's humongous size and stature. Yeah. But that's no, just me. I mean an absolute unit oh my god now i'm just thinking of that photo shoot that he did for like vanity fair where he's like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i think it's for w magazine where he's just in the he's like in the field and he has like a goat around his shoulders oh oh no that's vanity fair i was thinking of the one where he's just standing in an empty room oh i (laughs) it's like my phone back i think it's like for vanity fair that he like talked about how he ate like three whole chickens a day 
to like prep yeah, for I, Star that Wars. Yeah, absolutely makes like sense to me. He's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as um, someone who woke up at 4 a.m. the other day and watched uh, him singing Being Alive like eight times in a row. Yeah, that's not a cry yeah, for help no, at I'm, all. I, I think. No, I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> if anyone takes anything from this podcast, it's that I'm clearly fine and nothing's wrong and everything's great with me. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so on that note, any other thoughts that you have? No, um... I, I was going to say maybe my recommendation is Dash and Lily, but maybe it's not worthy if, like, Nora doesn't, isn't, like, compelled to watch oh, it. Oh, I think it's so cute. I think, I, well, so what... It is cute. What it is is that in our new house, I have an office, and uh, I left my iPad at work in March. And Look at her, Marie in. Antoinette over here at office. <laughs> A whole extra room in the house just for your work? Yeah. Uh, and so I've been like working a lot in here and not necessarily in front of the TV. So it's like I watch an episode or two as I eat my lunch and, you know, oh that's gosh. pretty much this it. Is, this is like so embarrassing to hear. I can't believe you work without watching TV during. Like, Well, I, I used to. What, what do you mean? In the <laughs> office. In fact, that's why my iPad oh, is there. In the office. I miss it. I miss it. But... Yeah, I mean, I really, I think it's really cute. I, I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's sweet. It's kind of like, I'm yeah. texting you about things that just kind of don't make sense to me, like the fact, spoiler alert, that she might be having to move to Fiji because her parents are like interviewing for a mm-hmm. job there. I'm like, no mm-hmm. shade to like. No, I think that's that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my assumption was, and listen, this might be completely <laughs> naive of me, and I might be a huge ignoramus. Fiji doesn't seem like a titan of industry to me. It seems like there'd be like, yeah. you know, tourism. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my thought, too. I'm like, who's he going to work for in Fiji? Anywho, I don't know, maybe the water company. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, but no, I think it's cute. Obviously, I like Loki. I have a crush on the guy who plays Dash. Right. As you called Trash. him, Timmy Wannabe. Did you see the Timothy Chalamet Wannabe? Chemical Hearts. With no. him and. Is he, the, is he in Yeah, that? he's the guy with Lily Reinhardt. Oh, I knew that it was Lily Reinhardt and some guy I didn't know. Okay, now I know. Yeah, well, maybe that's something you and your family. Can, I haven't seen it, but I know it's on Amazon Prime. I keep seeing it on Amazon and thinking, like, uh, not today. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. <laughs> it seems like some nonsense I can't handle. Well, at least our movie for next week. You know week. how I feel about teens and their nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> at least for next week, uh, I'm sure your family will be super interested in watching the movie. Oh, 100%. Like, we are already planning it. Like, it's it's going down. This is a, an absolute spell family gimme on every level. Perfect. Can't wait. Um, feel free to get some audio snippets from your family. We can post it in the episode, too. I will. I will. I'll, I'll pull the group. Cool. Uh, anything else? See, we're under an hour. No. We cruise through this. Oh, amazing. Oh, my God. We're so speedy. Yeah. Time, it's like time... Timely, it's amazing. Time flies when you. It's great to talk to you when you have a correspondent do all of the heavy, heavy lifting. 
time flies when you can just basically shit talk a Pete Davidson project that isn't what you think it is. Um, think about Dev Patel's floppy hair and uh, mention Fiona Apple, which is one of the three albums you've consumed this year. So yeah, it's, it's good to be Megan. Was that album this year? No, it was last year, right? No, it was this year. Are you sure? I feel like... Yes, it was during quarantine. Really? I'm like 90% sure. I don't think it was. Because I have memories of watching... <sighs> it. Oh, it is a 2020 studio album. Okay, okay. March. Uh, it was released on April 17th, 2020. I was going to say, I remember like quarantine. sitting outside listening to it. Yeah, it was released during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, my God. How often do you think about it was like PTA the only thing I listened to for weeks. Fiona? Oh, I mean, not as much as I should. <laughs> I think about my PTA, a.k.a. Paddington, my sweet baby rabbit, <laughs> who listens to a lot of Fiona Apple by association. <laughs> well, that's good. I just recently got the vinyl. Did I tell you that? You got what? I got the vinyl. Oh, no, you did not. Yeah. Very exciting. So good. I know. Well, cool. Anything else? All right. No, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, Meg. Hang in there. Don't watch watch Adam Driver (laughs) singing at 4 No, I'm going to sleep. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.